Hey everyone, how's it going? You're back with Citywide Blackout, your home for music, movies, and more. I am your host, Max Bowen. And for this episode, we're heading back to Boston to talk to the band Constellation Myths, who just released their debut LP, Everything in Time, which I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed, folks. You gotta check this one out. And we talk all about the work that went into this, as well as the band's past musical projects and the new direction they went in for this LP. And we also look at the theme of tension between the country and the city and how it's shown in the lyrics and the music. Josh Goldman, Justin Keogh, and Molly Siemens, all of you, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having us. All right. All right. Um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the concept behind your debut album, Everything in Time, released on October 20th. Listening to this and reading about it, I get the sense that this is kind of like a city-country juxtaposition, but um, how is this concept kind of explored either in the music or in the lyrics? When you start with the music, I think that's kind of the the easiest uh, way in. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to sort of Josh. You know, it starts with me and Josh essentially writing the music. Um, Molly and I do the, the lyrics kind of later on in the process. Um, but Josh and I have very different sort of approaches, um, how we work on things. And I think it stems kind of naturally from the instruments that we're playing. Josh is playing acoustic guitar and banjo. Um, and his, his approach is, you know, much more organic than mine is. And I'm like focused very much in this computer environment. And so I think in, that might be a little bit of an oversimplification, but I think if you sonically, if you listen there, those elements are sort of there. You can kind of hear like the country and the, and the woods and sort of the earthiness in what Josh is doing in the music. And then you hear the, I don't know, the, the technological chaos <laughs> in, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing on my end um, to, I don't know, to, I guess put a fine point on it. But um, as far as the lyrics go, um, you know, with the city country thing is, is there in, in bits and pieces. I think, you know, lyrically, mostly the songs just happen to sort of be about memory and formation of identity. Um, and that has come out in, in certain, certain songs in certain spots. Um, in particular, uh, the song Usonia is sort of about like an archetype of, you know, the, the, the cabin in the woods um, and, um, and, and how, you know, the archetypes and ideals can sort of get in the way of you appreciating all the other things around you. Um, uh, so, you know, that's another, I guess, instance, a lyrical instance of this like, city um, country dichotomy. But I, I hear it mostly in sort of the music and, the, and the, the style of music and the juxtaposition between the folkier side of things and the, like the post-rock kind of stuff. Okay. Um, how did this wind up being like the concept you went with? I mean, I, and I imagine you kind of probably went through like a few other ideas before you said, okay, this one we're going to be going with. You know, I, I don't know that, I don't know that we did, you know, basically like, like, I mean, Constellation Myths is, is the music that Justin and I make together. And it's, it sort of fell into this, this pattern and we recognized that there was a, I mean, an idea, like a coherent sound to what we were doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's broad, but it's definitely coherent. You know, I mean, it sounds like us. And uh, it, it, it's like Justin was saying, it stems from the way that we we started making music, but also like in the types of music that we enjoy and the, the sort of the environments that we're in and all that other stuff that makes a person a person and, and uh, comes out in their in their art or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, in fact, on the this this album, 
contains a lot of our earliest songs. And I think more than the things that follow, I, I, it's hard to, I don't know exactly what's gonna follow, but we have a bunch of other songs written after this. Um, and I think they will, I don't wanna say this stuff doesn't cohere because I think it does, but we have different types of songs on this album. There's like post-rock songs and very folky songs. And I think that maybe those like, that's those starker divisions between types of songs is very much present in the earlier stuff because we are just sort of trying things out. I mean, it was, Josh and I have been playing in bands together for, for 20 years. And so we have a, we've, we have an established way of working together. Um, but I think still early on, we were like, well, we can make music like this or we can make music like this. Um, but it wasn't a discussion of like, do we want to make music like this? It would be like, yeah, this is a song I like. Let's keep working on it. I gotta say, I really, really dug like the vibe of the album. You know, uh, "Suffer" I think is definitely my favorite song, and I really dug like the very chill, melodic folk sound of it. But um, reading about your backgrounds, uh, Justin, Justin, I got the vibe that this was kind of like somewhat like new for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like we played in rhythm sections all along. Like that's that's what we've been doing for the last twenty years or so. I played bass as my primary instrument, and uh, Justin was a drummer. And uh, we, you know, we had we had great chemistry as a, as a rhythm section, but uh, you know, it wasn't until like later on that I started like taking like playing guitar and composing on guitar more seriously and just sort of doing it on my own. It never fit with the bands that I was in. And uh, it was a good opportunity to like grow in a direction musically that I hadn't really explored before. And I don't know, Justin can, can, can speak to his part of it. Yeah, yeah uh, very similar. I had never really played a melodic instrument ever before, you know, aside from like in high school when like a friend would show me a Nirvana song or something like that on guitar, you know, but I never, never got further than that. Um, but I always had a, uh, you know, Josh, you know, because Josh and I have been bands forever, you know, Josh can can attest to this. I've always wanted to sort of get in there and like mess around with the guts of the song and like rearrange things or whatever. And it's for most of my life up until the last few years, it's been like, you know the the jerky drummer who thinks he can be a songwriter you know like, <laughs> like drummers um, thinking they can write songs yeah there's something there's something there's something occasionally i mean it's, it's worked in certain contexts for us but you know sometimes in other contexts it's obnoxious to be the guy from the, the drum school being like no 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 you play this and then this and then this, and then you like this. um but I, you know that's i i can I can hear the structure in my head. And so when when Josh started sending me sort of guitar parts early on, at first I didn't, I kind of struggled to figure out what to do with them. And then I, then when I just, just started messing around, you know, like one of the earliest things was he sent was just this simple strummy guitar thing with a little bit of banjo and a little bit of dulcimer on it. It was like a minute long and he sent it and it was like, do whatever you want with this, like chop it up, cut it up, rearrange whatever whatever and that was like one of the first things and I was like well okay there's the stakes are low we don't there's no band there's no I'll just try it out you know so I just started messing around at first in garage band and then in logic and that song over many permutations became Aniline eventually on, on the record um but yeah uh yeah but it was a similar similar to Josh like when we first the first bunch of songs that we worked on I really wasn't interested in focusing on the drum side of things at all, even though that's the thing that I've been doing. I was far more interested in playing keys and figuring out sort of the arrangement and sort of the mixing side of things. And it's been like learning as we're writing um, all along. So 
it's been it's been fun. I mean, that's definitely the most rewarding uh, music making experience I've had. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot for you to learn when you when you decided to like go this route? For me, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, and luckily I have a couple of I have a couple of really good friends who are very patient and will listen to a million mixes of <laughs> the same song and, and give feedback. Um, actually, the three of us were in a band with this guy Andy Arch fifteen years ago. Um, sadly, he's pretty much retired from music. He's just got such a he's got such great ears and such a great head for things. So whenever I was really struggling to sort of figure things out, I would send it to Andy and Andy. He would tell me really, you know, early on, it was, you know, I was so, I was such a hack. He would just be like, hey, you might actually try using the stereo space a little bit. Like, we just have everything running right up the middle. And he would just be like, you know, you can put guitars to the right and, you know, something else off to the left. And for me, I mean, it's so simple. And me, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the most, that's the most basic thing. And then it, everything from there has just been all, all little things. And then obviously, you know, I'll get stuck on something and then I'll just end up watching all these obnoxious YouTube tutorials on like, you know, <laughs> how do you add compression to drums and, and stuff like that? You know, I'll, you, you know, you can, you can, there's an endless uh, rabbit hole you can, you can follow for, for any of these things. So right. yeah, still, still definitely learning though. <laughs> like getting the mud out of the mix is a perpetual challenge. I'll bet. Um, anything that you sort of caught after you finished uh, these four tracks that, that, uh, that you said, okay, this would really make it better. We could try this next time, things like that. I'm pretty happy with the way things sound right now. I mean, I think like with, with the way we, we laid down the recordings originally, I mean, some of that stuff is actually recorded on my phone. Like literally I'm playing on my back porch is birds singing their sirens kind of in the background. And so like, that's the source material and, and we use some of it and it's, it's kind of brilliant that it's like situated in, in a place. That's partially what I like about it. But um, you know, it, what we've, what we've done with it in, in making these songs and like how it's been mixed. I'm, I'm very happy with how they came out. You know, I think it sounds great. I mean, what do you think, Justin? Yeah, you happy with the album? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think, you know, it, it's interesting. It's 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 like kind of that like lo-fi charm. Like I I, I feel that in, in, in some of these songs, you know, there's there are songs with, that I recorded the drums with using two mics. Um, and you can you can kind of tell, but there's a there's a there's a airy, tinny charm to that those recordings um that i that I, I don't i don't dislike um they don't they're not full they're not, it's not a full body drum sound on, on those songs um and my efforts to make them sound full were, were awful like it's just hard to like pump fake life into things that you know like it just the information just isn't there um so you know over time i think i got better tools and better things for recording and and i'm happy about that um but yeah, uh, and similarly, Josh, I think you know you got you have mics now that you're using. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely upgraded my equipment. <laughs> I updated my my space too. I mean, I, I moved out of my apartment in the city. And now I have a, a room where I can actually make noise in it. You know, and that's been a, a huge boon for me. Like it's super fun to like just like plug in now and let it rip, so I don't have to be you know quiet all the time. Exactly. We have it's kind of the opposite where because we're still in the city, so we 
if we're going to record vocals, we have to wait till the neighbors upstairs are not home so that we don't record people running around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that struggle all too well. Yeah. I think in terms of learning for me, I mean, it's an ongoing learning thing with the computer stuff because the, you know, like I said before, you could, you can, you can spend the rest of your life learning all that stuff. Um, but the, I think the, for me, vocals is a new thing that I'm trying and I'm sort of learning a process for doing that. And we've had to kind of, you know, you know, we're married, we're together around each other all the time, but we, we didn't really have a, a songwriting process before we started doing this so for us writing lyrics it was kind of like finding a new way of doing that so yeah. that's been that's been one of the learning experiences I think. Um, yeah in, in that band that we were in that we mentioned before Andy was really the, the songwriter and and vocalist and I would just do harmonies with him so to write lyrics and keep main vocals is, is really new for me mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Molly. A uh, question for you now. I'm curious as uh, as your uh, your musical background. So I was in um, Tom Thumb with our friend Andy that we spoke of earlier, um, uh, and before that, I was in a college acapella group. <laughs> I don't really like to say that out loud, <laughs> but that is where you know I, I learned a lot about um, how to use my voice and vocal harmony and. Um, it was fun, but I don't. Every time I think about acapella groups, I'm I just think it's wild that they're so popular <laughs> because I really like instruments. <laughs> yeah, everyone just but, everyone just wants to hear like that, like acapella version of something. Yeah, it's it's such a strange phenomenon that it, it just continues to be popular. But yeah, you know, it, it's not. It was novel at one point, and and I can see it being popular at that point, but. I feel like everyone gets it now and I don't know for me it's it's the novelty's worn off but (laughs) (laughs) she she doesn't have the band's uh lineage that that Josh and I do not that our lineage is so sparkling (laughs) but um but you know she you know she she definitely she definitely has like ears like she hears things in a way that we don't um, oh the, yeah, um, definitely. I um, in listening to the songs, I was really blown away by the uh, the vocals of it. It's phenomenal work. Uh, but how did you come to be a member of the band? Uh, how did that How did that conversation go? Proximity. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I always loved being in Tom Thumb, um, but sort of life got in the way of me wanting to have music be the main focal point of my life. You know. But that didn't mean I didn't want to participate in some way. So I, I did also, you know, I would I would help out with other bands that Justin and Josh have been in since Tom Thumb, um, Rivers and Plains, and it was sort of concurrent, but all combinations. So I helped out with that too. Um, so I always I always like to I, I like to be a participant in the music, but but I don't want it to be. I don't have to, I just don't have the bandwidth to have it be my, my whole art form, if that makes sense. I get you. I get you. Um, I also saw that you did the, um, the, uh, the cover design for the EP. Yeah, I, I, that, I'm a, I am a graphic designer um, by profession. Uh, and 
so when th when this was all coming about, <clears throat> Justin was kind of mentioning ideas for what the album was about, and sort of it's it's about time, it's about identity, it's about space, and we we can't you know we're always we're in proximity with each other, and we'll be on Instagram or something and be like, oh look at this cool image, or you know look at this photograph that exists in the world, and then somehow I drew a little sketch of something that seemed to make sense. And then, but, but it was really just a sketch. And then, and then soon after that, we found this public domain set of images that just seemed to be, it was like, it was like they inserted themselves into this sketch that I had already drawn. And from there, we just sort of created the, um, the, how do you want to say it? Like the, the visual motifs that we repeated on all of our um, all of our single releases, mm -hmm. and then again on the album. I get you. Was this um, your first time doing uh, cover art? I've done other albums, but I don't know if I've done any of our albums. We did the Rivers and Plains one. Oh yes, yeah. that was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many too many cooks in the kitchen, right? There's just it's just the three of us, and it was pretty easy to do yeah. josh and i kind of agreed on on basically how we wanted to approach it um and then you know there were no problems but with rivers and plains it was you know five people in molly um trying to figure out what they wanted the art to be like and it was kind of a never-ending process you know the more you know, the more people in a band the more the more people you have to make happy um you know that's why designed by committee is an epithet right <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, you did that thing for Jay, right? Yeah. And you helped, it was like someone else's, it was Dan McCarthy's artwork. Yeah. You just did the layout. Yeah, helped with the layout. So, I mean, I've, I've done album art before. I just, I don't know that I've felt, I, I felt with this one, I felt more like the author of the, of the design. Um, whereas in other iterations, I've been kind of like helping someone with a, with a vision they had, but using my skill to make it come to life. Whereas this one, I felt like. I was more uh, in, a, in a driving mode, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, and some, <laughs> sometimes I would try and drive and it would be bad. <laughs> it would be like, no, no, move it over here and do this and do this and do this. And you'd be like, okay, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't. And that's why we have undo. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> The best invention in history of like audio work or visual work is the undo button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin and Josh, uh, we talked a bit about your backgrounds and you mentioned that you've been in a number of bands over the years. But do, uh, but doing uh, Constellation Myths, does this feel like you're uh, starting over in a sense because you're doing something very different from your past work? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, in, in some ways it does because our way of working is so completely different and, and now we're in a, a good flow and I think we have a good understanding of how this thing works. But like when we first started, it was very just like, I'm sending files to you, you're sending files to me and I'm adding stuff. And like, we'd never done that. It was always like in a, in a practice space some, somewhere, you know, with like four other dudes and uh, you know, you're there on a Tuesday night and there's like six like hardcore bands playing all around you and you're trying to compose live, like in the moment right there and, and, and makes these sort of decisions. And it, that's a very slow process. The, the way that Justin and I are doing it now, I'm not gonna say it's, it's super fast because we're pretty meticulous about like how we go about things, but um, 
you know, we can have a song together, like, like uh, immediately, like that, just the, the, the basics of the song, the structure of the song, you know, and that's really gratifying. Like, it's just like, oh, there it is. That's the song. It's amazing, you know? Um, so, so in some ways it feels new and in some ways it feels like a continuation of like who we are as, as musicians and, you know, I work with Justin for so long. I've worked with Molly for so long that like it's it's all very comfortable, but uh, but uh, the way the way of working was definitely new at first. I'll say that I think kind of the the less fun side of things. I think the landscape, like the music and media landscape that we're in, feels very new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really, you know, the previous band Rivers and Plains was like staunchly local rock ambitions. Um, and so we didn't really try to do the things that you're, you know, you should do to get out there, right? You know, pitching and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, we, I, Josh, I don't think we've really done it seriously since, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s when we were ha- hanging playing, up flyers on, on playing in screamy math yeah. rock bands and, um, you know, hanging up flyers and, going to shows so you can tell people about your band and be seen at shows and you know like the scene stuff you know and I feel very disconnected from any kind of scene outside of a handful of people that I just still happen to know from 20 years ago um so you know it's all social media now and it's it's a it's a it's a brave and terrifying new world (laughs) that much i mean that's a downer it's not as fun as the you know the music side but that's that that stuff feels very you know uh what you mentioned about uh hang up flyers i dude that takes me back so far because i um i used to uh, book shows in boston for a few years so as part of that i would go out and like like hang up the flyers and i would have like and i would have like my route i would go here 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 and Man, that just like takes you back. Like putting the flyers up, asking yourself, okay, can I actually put this thing here? Will someone like tear it right down? Is it gonna get covered up again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find that mix of like sanctioned places and not sanctioned places, you know. So you're tacking them up in Newberry Comics where there's a board where you can put them, um, but then also, you know, like taping them to poles where they may get pulled down or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> or or looking for the businesses that um already have flyers put up and say okay can can like i just like add mine to this one and the, and the second you turn around there's some other kid putting his band flyer right over you <laughs> right right ah <laughs> oh, the little bastard <laughs> oh man the old days you're very right i mean like the music landscape has changed a lot especially in boston where it's like it used to be you know there's like a community and you always knew them and you always saw them and uh even now before covid it was very different because now it's you know, it's all up on Spotify and the socials and so forth. Um, I'm curious, was this uh, tricky to adapt to, to kind of like play by the new rules? Yeah, I think we're still adapting. Um, it's, you know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because it's, it's doing this stuff is time away from the music and it's already, you know, life is already busy enough um, in a lot of senses. So we're still adapting and trying to find our way with it. Um, but you know, it's it, this, I think it's, it's a, you know, not to sound, hopefully I don't sound too cliche saying this, but I think it's a testament to how we feel about the music that, or like our confidence in the music that we're like, well, as much as we don't really like doing this, it's important for us to do it because otherwise we're putting it in our band camp and, you know, hopefully our moms will listen. 
<laughs> uh, but we know, you know, we know it's we know it's better than that. It's just a matter of getting it to the, you know, getting it to the people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, this is a topic that I think is, has come up in basically every interview for the past about oh, eighteen months. Doing your work during pandemic. This entire thing was, you know, recorded and mastered uh, over the last like year. What was that like for you, having to sort of like make music this way? Gosh, do you want to start? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we we lucked out in that we started like working this way before the pandemic hit, and it just felt like it was like absolutely tailor made for our new situation. So we were able to like continue on like making music and 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 being a band, and and uh, you know, it kept me sane for for the better part of a year. I don't know, Justin. I don't know how you felt about it, but it, it was like the one thing I was like, oh, this is the only good thing in the world. Yeah, but you, you, I know, I remember there were stretches when you had difficulty finding alone time enough that you felt like you could. Well, um, that's true. That's true. With and, everyone home all the time. Yeah. And then you would get like a stretch of time when you could record, and then there would be like uh, a truck on the street or something like that. <laughs> the recording or whatever. Um, no, we are, you, know, you mentioned, Molly mentioned the vocals already. So we do have that issue with the neighbors. But otherwise, you know, when I'm, working on music in the DAW, I don't have the, the problem of ambient noise necessarily, but um, we did, we lost our practice space during the pandemic because we were at this building, Studio 52, which closed down and then they opened a new building and the new building, I, you know, I got to see it and I decided I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, we lost the practice space and it was like falling apart anyway because the pandemic hit. And so we had the space that we couldn't use. And so people who were in the space were like, I'm not going to pay rent for this anymore. And I was nervous because I'm like, well, I don't know when I'm going to record my drums if I lose the space. So um, we lost the space for a bit. That was a big thing for me in the pandemic was just not having a place to record drums at all. Um, but I found a rent by the hour place that's pretty good. And then and I actually just moved into a new space uh, last weekend. So, um, but that's been, I think we were like, We've got a backlog of songs waiting for drums, I think. <laughs> Just like, 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 20, like 20 songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for me, for me, one of the biggest, one of the biggest challenges is, you know, I sat in front of a computer all day at work when I was in an office, but it seems, it feels so much more intense now being home all the time and not really having the separation between work and, and not work. Um, it's the same physical space. And so I'm here, you know, in this, this is, this is my work computer. So I'm here doing this and on zoom all day with people or, you know, staring at a computer screen. And then when that's done, I'm like, well, I, I've been thinking about working on music all day, but then my eyes are so exhausted and I'm, I'm starting to get like tennis elbow. And so I'm like, I, from, from too much mousing. And so then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to, fool around in logic right now because like my brain is mush and my eyes are like having a hard time focusing so i think that's been one of the challenges of the pandemic it's like going going to work and then like biking or taking the train home it's like a little bit of a reset so i might be like exhausted at work but then by the time i get home i might you know i might still be exhausted but i might also be invigorated by the by the, the commute home so Exactly, exactly. Well, now that things are starting to reopen, we're seeing shows return. Um, do you have any plans to, you know, play live? We would like to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I, I've done a lot of talking. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> but we were when, um, you know, uh, Max, I don't know if you remember, like, leading up to the pandemic. I don't know if you remember that week when the NBA shut down. The NBA was like, we're not doing it anymore. Yep. Josh and I were in a practice space with our, our good friend, Will, trying to learn versions of these songs um, the night that that happened. We had been kind of working on this stuff for a little bit. And then, you know, I remember looking at my phone and being like, oh, the NBA is canceled. Like, this is it, fellas. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a few months before I see you again. Um, and uh, so we, we, had a, we had something going. We were working on, on coming up with live versions of the songs. And they're, they're very different because, you know, when we're just recording on our own, we can add track after track after track after track and like really like flesh them out, you know, and really build them up. But when it's just me, Josh and Will, it's like, well, am I playing drums or keys here? Like what, what's, you know, and there's a lot more space, which, I, which is also really interesting. I think Josh, are, Josh and I are drawn to music with space, um, though in this project, we do tend to keep um, sounds on top of sounds <laughs> it's the joy of the making of the noise <laughs> but i mean that's not i guess I'm, I'm sorry that's not an answer to your question we would like to i think we would like to um but you know we haven't had a, haven't really had a, the opportunity yet um and josh has moved out to western mass now so we're a little bit further apart uh -huh. i think i think i think you know, i think i think we will i think we'll try we'll try and figure out a version of it that we can do live um whatever whatever that ends up being like there you go. All right. Well, Josh, Justin, Molly, uh, once again, loving the album, folks. Uh, definitely get your copy, Everything in Time, released on October 20th. It's an, it's an amazing collection of music. And for the folks at home, where do they go to learn uh, more about you and check out your work? Uh, uh, Bandcamp. <laughs> that's, our, that's our website. <laughs> what, is, what is the website? Bandcamp.com slash Constellation. That's... Preparation, yeah. <laughs> Constellationmyths.bandcamp.com. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, well, guys, thanks again, and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to talking when you do the uh, next album. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. Hi, this is singer Kate Eppers, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. Okay, everyone, that brings this episode to a close. Big thanks to the band for joining me, and if you haven't done so yet, get yourself a copy of Everything in Time. It is definitely worth it. You can follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. Get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com and check the show out wherever you check out podcasts, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. To close things out, I've got two of the band's songs, It Would Have Been Enough, Followed by Suffer. As always, keep those ears open.
sun.